Well, good evening to everyone. This is Dr. Mawson, Radio Land, coming from the voice of HBM Ministries. I am glad to be with you again. And as always, it's a blessing to be with you. If you're blessed by this program, we would like you to write to us. Our email address is hbmoutreach3 at gmail.com or you can write to us as us at hbm ministries p.o box 365311 hyde park massachusetts 02136 we'll be sure to pick up your mail and we'll be glad to hear from you today i want to continue on with the beatitudes last time i spoke to you I spoke on the blessings of the poor. And now today we're going to move on a little further on blessed are they that mourn. Now we have a lot of mournings, different types of mourning. I had a friend of mine who went to his home one day and he said, to me was very sad and I said what's the matter with you he said that he lost his vehicle and uh, I said well you put you could probably always get one back he said to me you don't know how much that vehicle meant to me and he said that's my baby and he literally took pictures of the accident site and he would go from time to time and visit where he lost the vehicle. The vehicle is valuable to him as far as he's concerned. And so he wants to mourn the vehicle. I am not too sure what blessing it is, is in that, but one thing I could say, maybe it's a blessed thing that he lost the vehicle because he could have lost his life through that vehicle, vehicle at some point or the, or the other. Not at that time maybe, but some other time that he might he would have could have possibly lost his life so maybe there's a blessing in the loss of that vehicle but you see my friends many people find the different things of interest and value to hold on to and to mourn for when they lose whatever that is i also had a person who lost a, a plant died because it wasn't properly taken care of and young lady very depressed over the plant asked her one day why is she so sad why is she she so depressed she said she's mourning the loss of her plant well there are a lot of mourners as i said and there are some things that are of value that people mourn for and mourning now is a not a strange blessing because it follows the poor usually when a person is poor they seem to mourn over what they don't have and of course the poor as it is looked upon from the lens of the world are accustomed to mourn just this is how the world see the mourners the poor they're mourning 
But my friend, there is a natural mourning by which the grace of God works with. And that is the affliction to us, which we suffer from day to day and by which we mourn. We do feel those afflictions from day to day. We suffer them. It's the, the pain, the hurt of something, the trial of something that bothers us, and so we mourn. Yes, 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 we mourn. I know there are people who say, oh, I can forget about that. You don't try to fool yourself. There are some things that hurt you. They're painful to you. And you feel the loss of them, whether it's a person or something precious, you do mourn. But the afflictions that we feel makes us mourn from day to day. And when we mourn, we also say to ourselves, what could I do better? But with all our mourning, there is a gracious mourning which qualifies blessedness. It's qualify, it qualifies for blessedness. My friends, some of those mournings and some of those things that I've mentioned, I'm not too sure if people are blessed by those things that they lost. But there is a mourning that qualified for blessedness. And this mourning is the penitential mourning for our sins. When we become penitent for our sins and we mourn for the, thing, the things and the sins that we committed, this is a godly sorrow that we feel, a sorrow for sins which, as we mourn, we look to Christ because we need help. And we can find the word in Zacharias chapter 12, verse 10, who gives an account of what this mourning is like. He said it would be like one who mourned for me, speaking of God, as they mourn for their own son and grieve for me. Again, speaking of God, as they grieve for their own son. My friends, listen. These people are called God mourners. You mourn for your sins because you're sorry for what you have done. You have remorse about it and you're mourning. Those are godly mourners. Other things are mourning but they're mourning for stuff that are just worldly but the godly mourners mourn for their sins they live a life of repentance they're lamenting for the corruption of their nature and the many transgressions and god withdrawings from them and for others that's why they mourn things that they should have or could have and it could have done better in life they didn't do it so they mourn i think that's one of the best mourning the godly mourning you can think of never mind the things of the world they are not going to be here forever the most important thing to mourn for are the things of value the things that represent god and these gracious mourners are blessed. If you are a gracious mourner today, mourning for your sins that you have committed and your transgressions, that's 
a gracious morning. You are a gracious morning. You are blessed because you are like the Lord Jesus who was a man of sorrows, who, ne who never read or laughed. You don't laugh about your sin. You're not rejoicing about your sin. You have a godly sorrow about it. And Jesus wept. And so as Jesus wept, you feel the sorrowfulness to the point where you would weep over what you have done. Listen, my friends, these mourners are armed. You are armed against many temptations as you mourn because as you see your sins before you, here comes temptation telling you it's okay. Just keep on doing it. Don't stop. So you, you're armed against the many temptation because you have a godly sorrow. If you let yourself loose and there's no sorrow, then you're not armed. Anything can happen, and you would allow anything to come in your life. But you're armed against the many temptations that could make them become vain and make you become a person who feels no conviction about your mourning. But thank God you have purpose within yourself and to prepare for the seal of pardoning and settling peace as you mourn. You told yourself that this is why I'm mourning. I want a settled peace within my heart. I'm not happy committing my sins. I'm not happy transgressing. I have a sorrow about it. That's why the Bible says, blessed, blessed are they that mourn. Because in the morning, you're sending a message. As much as I've committed this sin, and transgress against my God. I am not happy. I have a godly sorrow. So in order for me to be happy and feel blessed, I must come to peace. When I come to peace, the only time I come to peace is when I settle this with God. And many, many people today, running up and down, they have done what they have done, and they've done against the Bible. They've done it against God. But they say, it's all right. You know what it is to live without the conviction? It is a tough thing. It is a tough thing to live without any godly sorrow. My friend, your life completely changed. You would have no reverence at all for anything that is of God. The devil will tell you, you don't have to have any reverence. You don't even have to think of it. Just keep on doing it. And there are some who will just say, oh, Lord, forgive me. And some who would make the excuses by saying, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. My friends, you got to stop some point in life and mourn over what you have done wrong. You cannot be a blessing and you cannot even be blessed by God until you come to the foot of the cross and let go of all those transgressions. That's when you will feel peace and that's when you will be comforted. Bible said, what is the payoff then? For the mourners, the Bible said, they shall be comforted. Why are you comforted? 
because you brought your sins and your sorrows and your mistakes at the foot of the cross. And I'll tell you something. When you walk around with that burden on your heart, everything else you see is a problem to you. But when you lighten that burden by coming to the cross, mourning and telling the Lord to forgive you and to relieve yourself from, of the burden and put them at the cross, my friends, your payoff, you shall be comforted. That's what the Lord promised. Light will begin to shine in your way. And I, my friends, it is certain that when you do that, that heaven belongs to you. Heaven is yours. And heaven is certain for you because you have let it go. You didn't carry it every day and continue to put more upon it and decide that you're just going to continue on without stopping and evaluating you stop. The greatest way to be relieved. A man can be relieved of pressure on the outside. But there's no sense of being relieved of pressure on the outside and have a pressure going on on the inside. You can bring them to the foot of the cross today. You can mourn them with godly sorrows. And you can let the Lord know how much you need to lighten that burden that you have been carrying. It's not a burden that you feel so ter terrible for someone. You just felt that you have messed up somewhere and you need help. So you're mourning. The Lord call you blessed. Blessed, for you shall be comforted. And I don't know about you today, but there are many people that are walking around and they're in church. And they're witnessing to you and they're telling you about God. But they have not yet mourned their wrongs and have not turned from it. So now we come from the morning and we come into blessed are the meek. My friends, if you watch this carefully, the attitude of the poor, the attitude of the mourners, and the attitude of the weak, they all represent Christ. Christ had a part of all of this. He became sin for us. He mourned on the cross for us. He cried out on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. He cried out, Abba, Father. He cried out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? So all these parts of the Beatitude are something, some attitudes that Christ already knew about. So he can now tell us about them. So we come to verse 5. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek? Yes. Now, we move from the poor and those that mourn to the meek. Well, who are the meek? Who are those people? What do we know about them? Are you saying to me, yes, I know who are the meek, the quiet ones, the ones who doesn't answer back when you shout at them. That's not all to it, my friends. There's more because you have a lot of people 
who do not answer back when you shout at them and they don't answer back for a lot of reasons some of them feel like they're going to lose their job or or lose something that you're holding for them and for some of the meek it's just their nature but it's more than that the meek are the ones who quietly submit themselves to god i want you to listen carefully quietly submit themselves to god and to god's word and to the rod of god that is the chastening of god many people don't want that today but they say that they're meek they think because they could hush and don't say much they're meek well can i ask you a question are you submitting yourself to god are you submitting yourself to the word of god and are you submitting yourself to the rod of god the bible says, who the lord love he chased my friends there comes a time when he have to put that rod on us and then if we're not meek we are going to rebel but the meek ones who know that this is of god what is happening to me today is of god they will not rebel they will accept it because that's what meek people do they will submit to the rod of god and listen to me my friends listen more they are the ones who will follow god's direction oh yes many people have gone there many different ways their ways not god ways and they say to themselves that i'm doing the right thing they have gotten themselves into different companies not god company and more my friends they have failed to comply with god's design even when it is painful and they do not understand it the meek will comply those that fail to comply that's not meekness but the meek will always comply to that because you know what the meek knows is that in all of this my god is leading me my god is helping me my god is strengthening me my friends this day this morning can i ask you are you meek are you getting all that from god and still saying i will be meek because god understands what he's doing they are the ones that are gentle towards all men what about our attitudes we're gentle to some and those who we don't like we're not gentle could you call that meek oh no that's not meekness because titus remind us titus 3 to remind us that we are to speak evil of no man we are to be peaceable gentle showing all humility to all men ask yourself today are you that are you that have you done that have you started and in all of your life have you ever done it at all if you have never done it that's a part of the meek person you must be peaceable must be gentle and showing humility 
to all men. And my friends, the meek must be able to be a provocations. Many of you are being provoked all the time. You must be able to be a provocations without in flame or just flying up and getting off the hook. And the meek must be able to return soft answers to insulting questions. Can you ask yourself today, honestly, have I been doing that? If you're not, if you haven't been doing that, my friends, you check on your meekness for all the years that you're telling people that you're meek. These are some of the qualities that you must go through, some of the things that you must go through in order to be meek. Now, you may ask, how is the meek blessed then? With all of this, can anybody really be blessed in the name of meek? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know why they're blessed? Because they exhibit the behavior of the blessed Christ. That is the behavior of Christ. That's exactly what we ought to take on, being meek children of God and to be blessed. They are blessed because of that. Oh, I like to be like Jesus. Oh, I would like to walk in his footsteps and we sing a song to be like Jesus, just to be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like him. My friends, it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of sacrifice that, because there is a time when you're being provoked and you are ready to fly off the hook, and you're going to let somebody have it because you can't take it no more. That's a part of being like Jesus. That's a part of being meek. If you say, I am not going to fly off the hook, I'm going to take it because I want to be like Jesus. That's a blessing when you can take it and you can respond appropriately. The meek are blessed because of that. They're also blessed because they're like the blessed Christ himself, who is Lord over his anger, and in whom fury is not. Are you Lord over your anger? Can you control that emotion, that anger that is ready to come off? When you get yourself into a situation, are you able to control that? When you hear people say, blessed are the meek, it goes beyond just the surface. It's the deep things of life that challenge you every day. That if you are not careful, and if you don't know God, you will fly off the hook, say the wrong things, and even do the wrong things. But as a child of God, and you're meek, you will do different and remain calm. Well, what shall the meek get? Bible say they shall inherit the earth. And this, this is a quotation from Psalms 37, verse 11. I mean, the meek will always suffer ridicule and run down. You'll always get that as a meek person. However, just like persecutions make you stronger and tougher, this branch of godliness 
has in a special manner the promise of life that now is. No matter how much you ridicule and run down, meekness may appear to be. While you're getting it, somehow it has its tendency to promote health, wealth, and comfort and safety even in this life. Why? Because you rest your meekness in the qualities of God. You exhibit the qualities of Jesus. The meek and quiet life is much easier, my friend. It's much easier, a life that is much easier compared with the ones that are forward, that live a reckless life and troubled over everything and everything upset, upset them. My friends, these are the blessings when you can be quiet. You know why you can be quiet? You can turn your case over to the burden bearer. You can handle the situation. You can handle the anger. Because the Bible said, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. You can handle the frustration because God is your refuge and your strength. And he's a very present help in trouble. This is what meek people do. They lean on not onto the arm of flesh to respond to any situation. They trust in the grace of God. And they know within themselves and deeper in their mind, no matter how this thing works and which way it goes, it's going to bring a blessing for me in some ways. And many times, friends, is not the way that you're expecting it that it comes, but you will get it. So the meek shall inherit the earth. It's promised to the meek. The moon shall be comforted. God will give you comfort, not in worldly moon, but mourning for your sins, for your transgressions. He will relieve you as you continue to mourn over the wrongs. He will give you a peace within your heart. And that peace brings blessedness to your soul. Because no matter what else is going wrong in this world, you want to know that deep inside of you, there's a deep, settled peace. So those of you who are meek, continue to be meek. Those of you who are mourn, you will be comforted and the Lord will stand with you in times of needs. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep his face shining upon you and may you continue to serve him and don't at any point, I know the temptation is real, but don't give in to the wiles of the devil. Your place, your home, your peace is in God. May the Lord bless you. Father, I thank you today. May you strengthen all those that are staggering today between being meek and mourning. Strengthen their hearts and settle them today with your peace. In Jesus' name, amen.